conversations and connections, community building, refocusing resources, re-education, healthy living, strong relationships, and safe spaces. The All Things Black podcast is committed to the onward advancement of creating positive narratives and presenting black news and perspectives that will help create meaningful dialogue with practical solutions. I am the host and the producer of the show, Daryl. My mission is to help tell stories of black lives through the art of podcasting. Welcome to the All Things Black Podcast. Welcome to your podcast. Welcome to your world. everybody welcome 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 we are back with the 30 day challenge we are the content colors colors no we're not we're the what are we daryl is it the i always get the colors and the content verse <laughs> the content mixed creators up. of color challenge <laughs> we're all starting with a bang For, first blooper so for, <laughs> cut edit content creators of color cut edit okay Hey, welcome back to the Content Creators of Color 30-Day Challenge. So happy to be back. We are entering Season 3. Season 3. So what this challenge is, we're going to be putting content a day, an episode a day for the next 30 days. This is covering the month of October. We've already had two previous seasons, which was very successful. I'm very... uh, proud of myself to say that the first season I was able to put out content each day. Second season, I took a break. The second season, I took a break. But the purpose of this event or this challenge is to increase and enhance content creation in the communities of color. So I'm so excited to be here. And I'm always, always so privileged to be able to work with Daryl, which I'm about to hand the mic over to him so he can go ahead And not only explain why he's doing the challenge, his platform, and to jump us off into this very intriguing topic. Why, thank you. Why, thank you. Why, thank you. Uh, She said that just right. I couldn't have done it any better. But anyway, uh, yes, I am Daryl. I am the host uh, of the All Things Black podcast, which, of course, you can hear on each streaming uh, platform. Yes, I have been negligent in the sense that I have not been putting out that much uh, content um, lately. But anyway, um, I had been invited to the third uh, Content Creators of Color Challenge. I did do somewhat of the the first one, Uh, put a little bit of information out there as much as I could. But hey, we're back again. We're definitely going to try to um, put as much content out there as possible for the consumers to consume. And hopefully they like uh, what they hear and will subscribe and yada, yada, yada. Um, As always... um, this lady that I create content with is absolutely phenomenal. She has her own podcast uh, through the Looking Glass podcast, dealing with relationships and things uh, things like that. And she has very, very great content for everybody to consume. So that is Miss Michelle, uh, again, of the um, through the Looking Glass podcast. How you doing today, ma'am? I'm doing good. I am so excited to get into this. I'm doing great, though. I'm happy to be back. Like I said, I had to take a break from season two because it's a lot. Like Daryl just said, uh, 30 days of content back to back to back, and you don't batch record, um, which I did not do. 
it was a lot. So being back in the challenge and being able to collaborate with Daryl, um, I'm excited and I'm ready to go. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a lot. It's a lot. But listen, um, one of the things I want the listeners to know uh, off top, these episodes, this is, I want this to kind of be like a series. So it's kind of going to be spread out. The way that we kind of envisioned it was to kind of parse it out. Um, you'll be able to hear portions of the episodes on mine, and then you'll be able to ping over to hers and be able to listen to the remaining episodes. So um, there's a reason behind that, but we're not going to get into that. But yeah, so just we're just going to kind of, you know, piece it out and have you guys ping pong back and forth and whatnot. Uh, very, for a very specific reason, but anyway, um, so listen, um, we are going to get this thing started. <laughs> so, um, this should be pretty interesting. Um, oh, yes, it will. So, I was recently thumbing through social media, and um, specifically TikTok. And of course, as you know, many people know, TikTok has become one of the most um, toxic in my, in my opinion, um, platforms that you can go and listen to various opinions and ideologies and things like that, right? But this young lady and what she said kind of struck me, and I wanted it to be a conversation piece. So I'm going to play the clip. I'm going to tell you who this young lady is, and then we're going to have the discussion um, right after. So let me uh, set the clip up, and then we'll go from there. So I had posted a video earlier about a woman who was blaming the fact that women have had to become provider women on a man. Now, although I agree that women have to tap into their masculine energy when they become provider women, which is causing the breakdown of marriages, I don't, however, agree that this is now men's fault. You see, I have a problem with that because men did not ask for this. Women did. We fought for an opportunity to make as much money as we can, have as much education as we can, and I just don't understand how that is now men's fault. See, with women getting as educated as possible, they are making more money than ever and they have access to better lifestyle. What that means, though, is for women who want provider men, then they want men who make more money than they do. Now, I really believe that every woman deserves the best life that she can get. However, it is not men's fault that you cannot qualify for the man you want because now your lifestyle has elevated because of the education and the money that you make. Now, we've heard this over and over again that equal opportunity does not really mean equal outcomes. So what that means for women who are making a certain amount of money and require a man making more money than them for the lifestyle that they require, it means just because men can make a certain amount of money and get all the women doesn't mean when you make that same amount of money, you can get all the guys. See, dating between men and women has stayed pretty much the same regardless of how educated and how much money women make. Now, am I saying women shouldn't go out there and get educated and make as much money as they can? No, absolutely not. But that doesn't give us the right to demand certain things from men who just don't want to give them to us. So I'm sorry, ladies, but making a certain amount of money and um, having a certain level of, edu of education doesn't automatically mean we qualify for top shelf guys. Chances are the man you want doesn't want a woman like you. He wants a homemaker. He wants somebody to raise his children for him. He wants somebody to help him build his legacy. And that's just not going to be you because you also want to build your career. So where does that leave the career woman? Where does that leave the woman who is independent, wants to make her own money? and? 
and she still wants a man. Where does that leave that kind of a woman? Well, I have some ideas, so stay, stay tuned for part two. I will make that tomorrow because, well. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, yeah, so there was a lot in that clip. That clip actually was, oh, man, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's definitely a lot. That clip actually came from a young lady that has the name uh, on TikTok uh, under the um, under the name of the modern underscore stay at home mom. Okay, that's her name. So um, I wanted to you know um, put that out there and just have a simple discussion because one of the things that she said she said a lot in there, right? She said a lot in that in that few minutes or so she said a lot and um so the question becomes are provider women men's fault again i'm gonna say that one more time are provider women men's fault so with that being said put the boxing gloves on so ding 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 let's get let's get started so first now now but 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 before we start this though before we start this though i i want to i want to just make it clear I am not in any way, shape, or form uh, one of those that subscribe to the battle of the sexes. I think it's I think it's um, it's nonproductive. Although I do see valid points in both on both sides, but I'm not one that subscribes to that. But I just wanted to uh, lay that out there. But go right ahead. What what what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, first I'm gonna say a everybody is titled to their own opinion. So. I just want to put that foundation out there before I go into my part of the discussion that I'm not saying what this female is saying is right or wrong. I'm not saying uh, her belief system is skewed in any sense. Everybody has the right to their own opinion. You can agree or disagree. And I disagree. Uh, and it's only because it really feels like I, I didn't like the energy she was pushing where it goes to a blame game. Like, why does it have to be, it's your fault, it's their fault? It's, it, let, let's look at what's going on here. When she was making these statements, she's assuming that everybody wants the same type of partner, number one. So, so jumping off the fact that she's assuming everybody wants the same type of partner, that's one issue I have a, a uh, concern with. The second issue is how she came at with the energy of, well, you want to make more money and you want to get educated. She, it sounds like she's really kind of pushing the blame on just because people want to advance in their life, in their personal growth, that you get what you get. I've met a lot of males who want a female who is freaking hustling. They want them hustling just like them so they can build empires. Like, so it really comes down to unpackaging exactly who is she talking to and who is she talking about? She's not talking about me, nor the men or male that I want. I want to be able to look at my mate as a partner and a teammate. Yeah, I dropped kids out. Yeah, I raised my kids. I did all of those things, and I still had a mate. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm really kind of confused. You know, and I know they have these terms, the modern woman and this, that, and the other. And yeah, I don't subscribe to labels, number one, or terms like that. I think everybody's relationship is an individualistic experience for that couple. So trying to paint a brush of you should be doing this or you don't have this because you're that, eh, 
I mean, I will say that it might be a challenge for some people, depending on who they're looking for. But my question would be, if somebody doesn't want you because of your drive, your determination and your ability, then maybe that's not your person. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not taken away from the fact that, yeah, what she says might have some credibility depending on if you're looking at the masses and what the narrative has been pushed for so many years. But a reason why females have gone so hard is because we've had to. We don't make the same amount. We do the same jobs. We don't make the same amount. We're not held at the same esteem as men. Like, seriously, that that has been our whole existence. And a lot of the times, we're not choosing to be provider woman. We have no other choice. And I'm just going to chill out right now. You're going to leave it there. (laughs) 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 Okay. All right. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to venture out to say, yes, that young lady had a lot of valid points. She had a lot of valid points. And the question, you know, we're going right back to the question, are providing women men's fault? Um, because I think what she was describing was the fact that you had a lot of women that began to subscribe to the, um, you know, to, to, to feminism, you know, that. I want to do. I want to be able to do things outside the home. I don't want to make my own money. I want my own career. I want X, Y, and Z. And then she did mention to the fact to 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 the fact that a lot of that has crippled family and homes because a lot of that. Now again, now I'm not blaming women for that, but you do have to uh, look at the fact that at one point everything was geared towards family. Now everything is geared towards individualism. Although we want family, which is which is which is what I'm seeing, which is what I'm, you know, kind of spying on social media and different conversations and things like that. People want family, but they also want this idea that they can be completely independent of the family and do their own thing. Right. Which is which is which is not it's, it, in my opinion, it's not going to happen. It's, it's just not if family is the idea. And we want that. And, and we all do at one point. I don't care how many people say that they don't. But if family is the idea, then there's going to be some give and take. There's going to be a negative and a positive. There's going to be a yin and a yang. There's going to be um, get talent, talents, gifts, and skills that somebody's going to have that you're not going to have, right? I always said, I think this. I think I said this a couple of times in your podcast that um, two things cannot occupy the same space at the same time, right? Um, I, I get the idea of partnership. I get the idea of you know, you want two hustlers in the house. I get that. I get that. But at what cost is the question. So I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to the to to, to the question: Are provider women's men's fault? This, which, which is what she said originally, in that she's not blaming men. She said that a lot of women went out, got degrees, wanted to make more money, wanted to do X, Y, and Z, but they're blaming men for that, right? And I I understand your point that a lot of women, especially in the black community, have had to go out and do these things. But now they, you know, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a want to now. It's kind of I I want to, I need to do this now. And that's that's kind of putting um like she kind of mentioned, it's kind of um what's the word for it? It's 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 is is adding um not fuel to the fire, but it's kinda of, it's kind of putting us in a bad situation where because of now I don't care what you say for the most part a lot of women still want that and she mentioned it a lot of women still want their men to be in a position to take care of x y and z 
right? Even though they're making their own money, they still want men to be a provider man. Even, even again, as though they're making thousands of dollars, they're making six figures, they have high earning degrees, they're sticking, still looking for a man that can either out-earn them, which again, is, is problematic. But what's your thoughts? Again, I think for me, it's a very individualistic experience. Like, I can't tell you what your relationship needs to look like or should look like or why you are not attracting the man you want. It might not have anything to do with finances. It could be a personality issue. It could be a mental health issue. It could be a number of things, number one. Number two, I think the conversation is so based on financial support I'm looking for the emotional support, the psychological support, the spiritual support. I could be making six figures. He could be making six figures. That doesn't change the fact that I want something more than, than, than the money. Like at the end of the day, if something happens where he falls back, he gets injured, or he just can't make that anymore, I, I can pick up the slack until we figure something out. I just really feel it should be a team effort. Now, when we go into the whose fault it is, I I really try not to sit here and say it's anybody's fault. Females who want to do what they want to do, um, depending on who they're looking for, okay, there could be consequences, but is it her fault? It's a a situation of, eh, mm, maybe I need to look at the people that I want to attract into my life. Because if if I'm this type of personality that's driven, that's determined, then if a male is questioning why I go so hard, he I don't need to be with him because of other reasons. Let me you know let me ask saying? you a question on that though. Let me ask you a question on that. Like mm-hmm. I get it, the drive, the 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 want to accomplish, um, all of that, right? So my question to you and to many others. At what point does that yield? At what point does that stop? Because it got there's got to be a point in which fatigue sets in, right? Fatigue sets in. You know, I, the drive can still be there, but it's a point where I'm tired now. So, so, I, I, so how how far are you willing to go at the expense of X, Y, and Z of your health, your mental stability, um, family life? How, how far are you willing to go? That's that that would be the question to many to to, to many that have that drive, that zeal to also, you know, want to accomplish these these lofty goals uh, that that's had. And again, it's going to come at expense. That's 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 what I think a lot of people are not understanding, that when you have the drive, when you have the goals to accomplish these things, man or woman, there's going to be a sacrifice that's going to be made. I don't I don't care how what what who, you know who you are and what stage of life you are, there's always going to be a sacrifice that has to be made. So and I think what I'm hearing for for the most part that there are some, not all, that think that they can um, pull it all together and have it in one, um, you know, have it in one setting, you know, one one serving, and that's not always the case. Something is going to fall. But but but, what's your thoughts on that? What's what, what's your thought? I agree. I agree. Um, I'm probably not the great person, a great best person to talk about. Where do I stop? I don't. Uh, I was uh, again my background. I was born into the military. I served um, business owner, multiple side gigs. Like, I I go until I'm exhausted. And there is a hit for that. Uh, I, I really feel that, you know, it, it's, I'm not for everybody. 
And I'm not going to be for everybody. And is that my fault? You know, yeah, it's my fault because I choose to want to be the best I can be. And that looks different for everybody. Somebody's example of being the best they can be could be like her, a stay-at-home mom. And that's completely fine. I did the stay-at-home mom thing once. Now I do the work-from-home mom thing. At the end of the day, my biggest, biggest achievement is my is being a mom. So you have to prioritize. My children lack for nothing. Now, my sleep lacks. Sometimes my mental health lacks. Sometimes my health... Physical health lasts, <laughs> but it really has exactly to. Exactly right. <laughs> you have to prioritize, and my children are my priority. Yeah, so, I was going. Yeah, I was going. I was going to mention that. So yeah, so that's that's a huge part of the drive, and I and I can understand that, especially when you have offspring and uh, you want to try to set them up for the future and things like that. So I totally understand that portion of it. But when you get to that point where that portion of it has plateaued, which we all reach that point, right? we get to a point where certain things that we've done, it plateaus. Right. Let's, let's just say, for instance, the children now are college ready. They're adults. They're out of the, they're out of the home. It, is, it, is it time? To, when is it time to kind of, and, and again, I'm coming right back to that same question. When is it time to yield, right? Especially if you have somebody in the house that is, um, this character is of that, that they're not going to allow things to crumble. You know what I'm saying? Not, not you know, if they understand the responsibility and things like that, they're not going to willingly let things crumble. And you got that in a, in in a, in, in a man. So, uh, wh- where's the yielding part? Uh, I yield when I feel safe. When I feel safe enough to know I don't have to do the thing, the things. Um, and I'm I'm glad you brought that question up because, again, like I said, I'm I'm not for everybody, and whoever I'm in a partnership with would have to be very strong for me to feel safe enough to yield. I haven't had the experience uh, years back where I felt safe enough to yield. So I knew that, okay, this person isn't as um, dependable in certain areas where I feel comfortable enough to turn it down. But when presented with somebody who is just as, well, probably more determined than I am, uh, I can, and I do, gladly. So again, it feels like it's an individual type of thing where I, I would be very cautious of pushing blame of it's the female's fault with the provider woman, this, that, and the other, or the male's fault. I think it really comes down to individual because somebody could look at me and say, oh, she's a provider woman, but placed in a situation where I feel safe enough to submit, I'm not. You can do all the things. As long as I got Wi-Fi, some good books, I'm good. <laughs> like, seriously, if I could just do podcasting, painting, and everything for the rest of my yeah. life while he hustles, yeah. I am fine, but I have to feel safe. And I think that's not part of the conversation. Why? It's not necessarily pointing the blame, it's your fault, you provider woman. But why do you feel the need to have to be? That's where I feel the conversation should start. I think that's a good point. That's definitely a good point. So with that being said, though, you got, for me anyway, for me anyway, you have to take a look at society. You have to take a look at government. You have to take a look at this country. That's what I start to look at because all the incentivizing and programs that are out there now that are, that are literally 
saying, here, come here, you can do this, you can do X, Y, and Z, you can, you can, you can become successful, blah, 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 blah. It's not necessarily geared towards any kind of family unit. Now, I have a sister that lives in Texas, right? And she was telling me, she said, literally, you can't do anything in Texas without family, right? There's more of incentive there for married couples than single couples. But in, the, but in this country, almost by and large, there's almost more of an incentive to be single than it is to be married, right? So you get all of these different things, programs that come out. And here in Georgia, um, not, so, not so recently, they did mention programs where they were talking about for, uh, quote unquote, low income um, on single mothers that they would uh, give out about $800, $900 or something like that per month, plus put them in some other type of program. And I'm like, wow, okay. So where's the balance with that? Because a lot of because a lot of the young men here, they don't have those type of issues. They don't have those type of programs. Nobody's incentivizing them to say, "Hey, come over here. We'll do this." Right? Let me put you in a in a, in a particular type of housing. As long as you're going to school, as long as you're doing X, Y, and Z, we'll give you this. So where's the balance with that? It's, and that's the part that I'm that I'm beginning to look at myself to say, okay, something something is amiss here, right? Because we have these incentivizing programs to say, yes remain single, do everything that you want to do. And, and before you know it, most of us are 40, 50, 60 years old. We've done just about everything we want to do, but we're missing the, the, the biggest component uh, uh, that we could, uh, uh, you know, um, experience in our life. And that's actually family. But what, what do you think? And, and I, I definitely can see that being that a great portion of my work experience has been in the social services field. There is a, um, a lacking when it comes to looking at, at you know, the aspect and, and really promoting uh, singlehood. Um, I, I really feel there needs to be more conversation around the why when it comes to that, because obviously every state has different, their own different rules, regulations, programs. True. I can't really go ahead. No, I said true. True. Yeah. And I know, a majority of my time has been in the South, um, from Virginia, Georgia, and South Carolina. So that that's really a hard topic to dig into without me having actual data in front of me to to make an intelligent conversation piece, other than the fact that you're absolutely right. And I do feel that and we've talked what? about this I'm before. Right. I'm right, what? Shut up! I always I say you're right all the time. I know, I know, but I know. You want to go ahead and soundbite that part? Yes, I am. I am. <laughs> but you want to make you you want to put a discussion around it because it's yeah that's something that you can go back and say yeah this is what's happening. There's data to support it, and again the why. I'm always a big big champion on trying to find the why of something versus the blame and okay, we notice it, but what, what are we going to do about it? And I used to tell people who worked for me, like, if you're going to come to me with a problem without a solution, all I see that is, is whining. Like, don't come to me with a problem if you don't have a solution. And the, my, my reasoning behind that is that means you have looked at the issue. You have done critical um, thinking around this issue and you're coming up with solutions because one person is not going to be able to fix it. Hundreds of people ain't going to be able to fix it. But if we don't have a dialogue that's going with with actual information that we can work on, we're going to be in the same situation 20, 30, 40 years from now. 
And and all we're going to be doing is doing damn TikTok saying it's your fault. Like, okay, <laughs> let's freaking put some action. And I know this might be my driven personality coming out, but I'm really action oriented in the sense of if I see a problem, let's figure out how to fix it and not point blame. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. And I think that's where we should be today when, um, because right now, I agree with you 100% that we can go back and forth and play the blame game all day long, right? Uh, and if you were to really analyze it and look at it, there's blame on both sides, right? Not just one. There's, there's, that one is not the heavy and heavy, you know, than the other. But, uh, but I will say that with all of the intelligence that we have, with all of the degrees we have, with all of the education that we have, it seems, again, to be amiss that for some reason— we can't use all of these different skills to try to find some way to communicate effectively a lot better about how we can effectuate or apply these different solutions. And, you know, again, it's not going to be 100%, but at the same time, wh- where is it with all of these different skills? I, I get it. You, you're on social media. Somebody's hurt you. Somebody's did X, Y, and Z. And you're looking at it and you say, I've elevated myself. They're, they're at the same position that I'm at, I'm not going to worry about them or I'm going to label them a cert- in a certain in a certain fashion. And I think that's that that's adding more fuel to the fire than anything else. Right. Um, but yeah, so that 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 really trips me out how a lot of us can have these different skill sets and whatnot and then not try to apply them in a manner that brings just about everybody up. We're still too individualistic. We're, we're hyper exactly. hyper individualistic. We're too which were, were tribal in the sense that I'm going to stick, you know, to this particular tribe over here. And it's crazy because um, just like you, you have a degree in, 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 a social, in, a, in, a, in a specific space, right, with somebody else that has a degree in a specific space. We might not speak the same language in terms of, like, for instance, you may know way more about HTML, right, than somebody else. But at the same time, they may know more about something else that you have no knowledge of. So there's a there's a there, there would be the partnership that you spoke about earlier right. there would be the partnership i i have gifts skills and talents that you may not have so i agree with you sometimes it's not always about the money but what can we bring together in terms of gifts skills talents and 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 the like but, but what what do you think there has to be a willingness to to join together and stop being in these silos uh and I'm just going to throw the E word out there. There's a lot of ego around certain things where it's like, I'm better than you because I have this. But let me tell you, uh, I might have degrees in different things, but I have no idea what my car does when it makes a certain noise. I have no idea what the heck uh, some of the street slang is when I'm trying to talk to a younger individual in therapy. Like, I don't know. So just because you have degrees or even knowledge in a certain area that doesn't just uh make you better than anyone and i always say uh being a leader is not about you it's about your team because if you don't have the support of your team then you don't have a team right and then that makes you not a leader so you have to not just feel you are in the space of being untouchable, people have to be able to extend their hand. I need to learn about this. I don't want to be a genius in your area, but I want to work with you to learn what you do. 
And anything I can do to support you from my knowledge base, I want to do that too. There needs to be more of that versus what we're seeing now where I know all this and I'm this and I have these letters behind my name. So you, don't, you can't talk to me that way. No, because the person who's, run, or who's ringing you up at the grocery store might have a hell of a lot more knowledge in certain areas that you need them in. Ooh, but you're so egotistical that you won't even open your mouth to have a discussion. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. I see that every day, every day. Yeah. So, so in a sense, um, um, to the question that we raised, are provided women men's fault? So you're saying no. I think, like you said, there's, I, I don't want to say fault or blame. I just really feel society, I think a number of uh, situations have led up to this conversation, but it comes down to, I would like to know from her, what is the definition of provider woman, right? We all need to be clear on what exactly she's referring to. We need to find the definition of what exactly is she referring to as, I guess, the the high value aspect person. Like, what are you looking for? Because right now she's just throwing words out there on TikTok to get to get some information. But if I'm trying to look at it to say, okay, let's look at this and unpackage it. I need to know what your definition is of those words. So my answer specifically to that question would be, I don't feel it's anybody's fault. I feel society has set up a, a narrative. People are following this, the narrative and using this as, I don't want to say an excuse, but maybe something, you know, humans are sheeps. I'm, I'm saying it. We're, we're herd animals. We're sheeple. And we will follow. We, I shouldn't say we. A lot of times, mass people, groups of people follow an idea because it's easy. It's easier to blame and create conflict than it is to seek resolution. And I think that's what this is. So I wouldn't say it's anybody's fault. I think it's situational. It's, it's based on the individual. It's based on what somebody's looking for, what somebody's going to accept. But in no means would I ever tell somebody, you better not get that degree. You better not earn any money. You better not because you're not going to find a man. No, she made that clear. She that. made that clear. She made that clear. She she said by no means is she saying that uh, for women not to go out and get education and not earn money and stuff like that. She made that clear. She but did, she did say if you do, you might be manless. She did say that as well. Or <laughs> or you may or you may be um, one of those that are is, is seeking to hire any man because again you either you either trying to find somebody at your level or you're trying to find somebody that exceeds. Your earning potential right now—that's what you're looking at, and that is um, that. That could be a huge problem. That could be a huge problem. It can Sorry be, about but that. But I still think it's individuals. It, I think it, it's it an is individual. individual. It is individuals, but that could be a huge problem because when you're looking in in, in the dating pool and you don't find somebody that's because let's be honest, water seeks its own level, correct? Water that seeks its correct. own level. So if water seeks its own level, which again, which is a lot of these conversations that's being had. A lot of women are saying they're not reaching back. They want somebody that's either on their level or exceeding their level again, which which is which is causing a huge problem in a in a huge rift in the in the, in the dating pool right now. But I know we got to wrap this up. But um, I will say this though that um, I have studied where there was the um some, some governmental institutions that found that they can literally make more money if they had everybody working in the home. 
it wasn't just it wasn't just beneficial to them that they just had the men working at one point, which was always which at one point uh, it was only men that was going outside of the home and earning earning the paycheck. They did see it to be beneficial if they had the other party to come outside of the home and begin to work because they wouldn't be able to earn more income tax. Now this is a fact. This is a fact. And that in and of itself helped to destroy family because now there's nobody to attend to the children. The children are watching TV. They're eating TV dinners. Because I remember when TV dinners became a thing. Uh, you know, you <laughs> you had the banquet TV dinners. You popped into an oven and you cooked it. And that's what that's the meal that the children would eat after coming home from school and, and stuff like that. Kids. So yeah, Latchkey kids, all that kind of stuff. So I remember all of that. And it and it and it has created a hell of a problem in our society today, um, just by having having that done. And and a lot of a lot of those so called um, families that are like that still leave the children by the wayside, and the children are learning on their own. So that's kind of like the con of all of that. But that's what I'm going to say. But what final thoughts? Final thoughts. Hit me. Hit me with it. Yeah, and again. She's using her platform to do what she wants, and everybody has their own opinion, and I, I respect that. But at the same time, and it, you know, telling somebody something's your fault, this is your fault, this is not happening, that's just really putting energetically in the wrong space. If we're looking for solutions, there has to be a conversation to why that is. And we might find out it has nothing to do with the money. It, it could definitely have something to do with, well, I don't feel important enough or I don't feel respected enough or I don't feel there's other areas where the money is the tool and the foundation. Absolutely. But it's breeding other issues. And if we only focus on one thing and neglect the other issues that are kind of a part of this whole narrative, we're not going to get anywhere. So I would definitely tell individuals to think with your own mind not following the masses, whatever you feel. Because again, I've talked to many men, you know, I've talked to men who feel exactly the same way she does, but I've talked to many men who feel what I'm saying. Like, they're cool that she's working and out there working and building and we can do this together. You know what I'm saying? As long as there's priority. What, what, are, what is that couple's priority? Some couples don't want children. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's I would be mindful not to paint everything with a broad stroke. Talking about a paintbrush here. I would be very mindful not to do that because when you do that, you kind of neglect the fact that there's a whole other experience going on for other people that don't fall in line with what she's talking about. All right. All right. Well, once again, thank you for um, the collaboration. And, you know, I, I love having discussions and stuff like that. Uh, but, yeah, so if you would, please, can you tell the listening audience where this is going to be posted? And uh, I think we're talking about, what, October the 1st? Yep, October the 1st. That's where we jump off. So we have a website, www.cfortchallenge.com. Not only will you be able to get all the new episodes, I'm jumping off with season three. You'll also have access to season two and season one. So you'll be able to get <laughs> probably more content than you'll ever need. But that website again is www.c4challenge.com. We also have an Instagram, a Facebook, working on a TikTok, as well as being found on majority of the other platforms, specifically Apple, Spotify. So we're out here. 
So you just got to come find us. All right. All right. Thank you once again. And again, you can find uh, Michelle on Through the Looking Glass podcast on all streaming flat platforms. She has some very great topics and content that you can uh, consume. Yeah, just, just as triggering as I am here. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But this was, I, I thought this was kind of smooth, though. Uh, but yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm uh, excited. And uh, yeah, we are out.